I'm I'm definitely not one for tactics. Like <laughs> tactics just go out the window. Like I don't think I've ever gone into a race with tactics. So tactics are definitely not discussed. <laughs> <laughs> We're both on the same team and we work well in training and everything together and we get on well and everything works in the house but when it comes to a race yeah. we're racing for the podium essentially so i think we have room to grow i think that we could we could like be a really great like one-two punch but I, I think that the one-two punch on friday was really because we both just went out and raced not because we were like yeah we're gonna do we're gonna do that on friday it just happened but i think yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe we'll tactics will come in one day. Yeah. We maybe have just goes really hard. So I'm going to be like, slow down and wait for me. But <laughs> she can't be stopped, so <laughs> not yet. You just heard Evie Richards and Ellen Noble at the World Cup Waterloo press conference answering the question that I asked, um, what was it like to race as a team and if they ever discussed tactics beforehand. Uh, welcome to a special episode of the AURI podcast where all three of us are in different locations and we Skype in. The audio is not the best, but I think it's still a pretty good episode and we drop in a few nuggets from the press conference at World Cup Waterloo. Let's get on with the show. Well, good evening, and welcome to episode 60 of the Yeah You Ride podcast. This is the Bodie Bodie. And this is the T-Bone. And this is Sir Cheerio coming at you live from Houston. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, 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 the only, I'm the only guy in the home, in the home office uh, this week. And yeah. I'm coming at you from beautiful Madison, Wisconsin, Uh had a good ride today, actually. Me and Emily went and explored an old rails-to-trail path, and it's mostly gravel. Actually, it's all gravel, uh, which is pretty awesome, considering we brought our cross bikes. Um, we also There's a, a lot of bike infrastructure here in Madison, and we rode this commuter path through most of the, the town to get out to this rail-to-trails. And we, as we were riding down this one section of the path, I noticed a little dirt trail to the side, so I slammed on the brakes, and we turned around, and we rode some cutty trails, which is pretty fun. And then we came across a mountain bike trail. Wait, hang, hang on a second, buddy. I just want to interrupt you. For, for the older people here, what does cutty mean? Uh, cutty, you know, like, uh, I don't really know what cutty means, but to me, a cutty trail is like a non-approved trail. Maybe it's a path that uh, kids have cut through the woods uh, as a shortcut, a uh, place where teenagers smoke cigarettes and maybe drink beers. You know, not, okay. a, not an official trail. Cutty. Kind of dangerous sometimes. Broken glass. You might find some human feces. Who knows? Huh. Okay. Well, listeners out there, uh, can you let us know what you think Cutty Trails means? All right. Sorry. Continue. We actually found a legit trail, and we rode the mountain bike trails on our cross bike. We did the little easy loop. That was pretty fun. Then we went out and did the gravel um, and had a blast. And we stopped at a little town uh, just out of Madison called Verona. And I had in my, in my head this idea of, like, this Midwestern country store, and we're going to get some squeaky cheese and, like, I don't know, some soda pop. 
but that that wasn't there. Uh, but we got some pizza instead, so it was a good bike ride. Nice. Did you guys do any riding this weekend? I rode on Saturday. Uh, I did a short uh, version of the uh, the revised club ride for the weekend. Uh, we did the Alma Nasty, but um, I can I didn't have time to go do the whole uh, the whole thing. But I did Alma Nastor and back. That was fun. Yeah, the Seabrook Bridge was closed this week, so we had to improvise the route for the club ride and uh, decided that we'd do the old Almanasty route. And then Matt led a group back into town uh, from Almanaster and Chef and then took the rest of the group out to the full uh, Irish Bayou Castle club ride, which was fun. And then I did uh, version two of my uh, T-Bone Malone going hard in the tape cross clinic on Sunday. How'd that go? Went pretty good. Got uh, got another couple guys dismount and remount like pros. Uh, the star of the show this week was uh, Keith St. Pierre. Shout out to Keith who was uh, getting that getting that uh, solid remount. Um, looking looking good. I, I feel like my uh, I feel like my remount instructional technique is really paying dividends for uh, for folks. They they really appreciate the way that I break it down and teach it and seems to seems to work. So pretty stoked. Nice. Well speaking of uh, re- uh, remounts, I assume you taught some dismounts. Did you do the step through? Uh, we did not tackle the step through. Um, my uh, again the, the the T-bone Malone theory is that you uh, we teach the uh, we teach the simple modern dismount first and then the uh obviously and honestly i think the step through dismount is a bit of a it's a bit of an upgraded dismount uh, honestly in my opinion even though it's a, a bit old school uh, I, I i actually think of it as being a bit more of an advanced move than the step off or the step back so with the step back are you doing the pre unclip of the uh, left foot, you know, I I tell people that if you feel uncomfortable about coming out of your pedal naturally, that you can pre unclip, but I'm not teaching it uh, as a pre unclip. I just feel like that's a step that, with the with the step back dismount, tends to be unnecessary. I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like if your foot's not coming out of the of the pedal mm-hmm. when you do the the traditional step back dismount, yeah. your your it's not a problem with your technique; it's a problem with your your pedal being uh, to, to tension being too high. Right. Well, you know, I was trying to set up a really good segue, and uh, we got we got some some good details though on uh, Tebow Malone's techniques for step for dismounting. Anyway, I wanted to talk about the step through because speaking of step through, I was at. World Cup Waterloo and Trek Cup, and guess who was there? None other than Queen of the Step Through, Marion Voss. Um, don't know that I saw her do a step through, guys. Did you guys see that on the live stream? Uh, I thought she was. From what I saw, I could be wrong, but I thought when she was doing the log, uh, you know, the log run up, that little short um, sort of log staircase run up, it looked to me like she was doing the step through. But I could oh, be wrong. Okay. Yeah, I was looking for it. Uh, I actually noticed it. Uh, what I thought uh, 
seeing her do a step through coming into the barriers, but the way the camera was set up, yeah, um, there wasn't a lot of uh, lead up to those barriers. They were basically coming around, and as they came into the camera frame, they were pretty much already starting to dismount right there because it was sort of around a bit of a bend. But I think I saw her step through at least once at the barriers as well. Dang. Okay. Well, I'm gonna have to rewatch the the live stream and 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 double check that because I was thinking she didn't. And you know who also was there? Kevin Powell's, who mm. I didn't think was still racing. I thought maybe he retired. Um, didn't see him do any step throughs. I feel like he's a step through kind of guy, or is he a dirty side dismount kind of guy? No, that's Lawrence Sweek who's the dirty side dismount. I thought Kevin. I thought K Power was a was a dirty dismounter too. Could be, okay. could be. Yeah. I know, right. I know, I know that Sweek is. Yeah. Um, Kevin didn't get a lot of airtime this week because uh, he was, he was uh, not at the sharp end of the race, was he? He was not. No. But he, he wasn't as far back as I thought he was going to be. I'm going to have to pull up the results here. Um, <laughs> he was sitting I think around. He finished in twelfth. Yeah, I no. think he. Mm-hmm. Well, I, he was in 12th for a long time, right around, right with uh, Kerry Werner, who was, I think, in 13th, right, for a while. So um, he, was, he was right there with Kerry Werner for quite a while. Yeah, but Kerry Werner didn't finish in, in 13th place. Yeah. I don't, I don't think an American finished in the top 20 of, uh, of uh, World Cup Waterloo, did they? No, and so Townsend, your, your pick that there were only two Americans in the top 10 did not come to fruition uh, my pick that Wout would win, uh, I was off a bit. Matt, I can't remember what your pick was for the men's race. Uh, it was Lars, and that was a poor pick, as was well, wait my, a minute. As was my wait top a American, which was uh, Stephen Hyde, who DNF'd. Yeah, okay, guys, wait a minute. If we're talking about picks, let's not forget that my pick for the race was Toonairds. So give me some credit on that. I picked the winner of the oh, race. Oh, that's right. All right. All right. Mm. All right. Well, yeah. It's for you and who won the podcast leaderboard. You take yeah, a I mean, ser- I, serious lead right there. Yeah, I had a steaming dump on the top ten, uh, two top ten Americans for sure. But, but uh, pick the winner. So, uh, yep. back pass for that. I mean, let's get let's get into it. I mean, world first World Cup uh, in Waterloo. I mean, I was there on the ground. Um, what do you got from afar watching on live stream? What do you guys think? Let's well, talk let's, the men's first. Yeah, let's start with the men's because this uh, this week uh, the men's race was first and the women's race was the was the featured race, which was I thought uh, very cool. Yep. And uh, more more on that later because there were some interesting tweets that that came out about that. But um, I thought that the race was uh, I thought that the race was great. I I, I felt like it was. Uh, I mean, it was nice to see a a World Cup race that wasn't, uh, you know, between Wout and MVDP, uh, or one that was just one where Matthew Vanderpoel rode off the front and rode away. Um, you know, ultimately, Toon did uh, gap Wout and and ride away from him, but it it wasn't till uh, you know lap, lap seven of a nine lap race. So there was a lot of good racing between those two. For the first uh, for the first bit of it, uh, I thought it was I thought the course was really fun, fast in sections, mm. uh, flowy and technical in other sections. Some interesting obstacles, um, interesting sections through the woods. Uh, great coverage this year. There were a lot of cameras at the race this year. 
yeah. that uh, I guess the UCI brought for their international feed, and um, 100% thought it was it was a world class World Cup race in uh, in Waterloo, Wisconsin. Yeah, agreed. And uh, it looked like you know great crowds. Uh, kudos, I'd say, kudos to Trek for uh, for everything they've been doing, and uh, you know they've made some changes and upgrades to the course and. Uh, it looked uh, looked right. It looked really fast to us, Bodie. Was it? Uh, did it look really fast on the day uh, oh, there? Yeah, they they were flying. I mean, the speeds that they were going, like after that barriers, there's the sort of uphill uh, section, and even next to that, there's the sort of down. Right at the start, they do a down by the pits, and they come back around and hit that first flyover. And those guys, I mean, they're just railing it, and it's amazing how strong they are because they, you know seven laps into the race they're still going as hard as they were in the first race and we saw that in the women's race and we'll get to that later with the way ellen was riding but uh yeah it's a very fast course they added some flyovers which made it easier for the fans to get around but they also added a bunch of metal barriers which made it harder for the photographers to get around and when i was there on friday like i was completely lost during the women's race at trek cup and just could not get around. And it took me until Sunday after being there all day Saturday um, and Sunday in the morning to, to really understand how to move about. And that was sort of, as I'm learning, uh, as I'm taking photos of these big events, I'm learning like that's a, a big skill to have is, is being able to to put yourself in three or four positions uh, per lap and catch the riders as they go around. Uh, it's not easy. Um but the atmosphere, uh, the venue was just awesome. Uh, Trek does a great job. Uh, I mean, it's, I don't know, it's in the Midwest. Like, people are friendly, um, beautiful weather, uh, good food. Uh, some, some vendors were there. They were super friendly. Factoid that I did not know. You guys have seen me on our bike ride grab a pickle ice popsicle. Have you, all, have you, have you, have you been there when I've done that? Yes. Mm, yes. Okay, so guess what? Those are made in Waterloo. Oh, okay. And I, they, they were out there giving out samples, and uh, when I went by and told them I was from New Orleans, they were like, yeah, we, we do a lot of sales in Mississippi and Louisiana. I'm like, yeah, well, you know, they, they do uh, pickle-flavored snowballs down there, so your product is definitely a hit. Um, but, yeah, so uh, course is great, um, super fast, they had a secret bar again in the backside. I don't know if you got to see that in the live stream at all. We did, um, but that that wooded yeah. section. They added some a little, a few more ups and downs. Um, and it rained earlier in the week, so it wasn't super dusty. And on Friday, it was still pretty soft. I think by the time the the pros race on Sunday, it had pretty much dried up completely. Yeah, um, yeah. I heard a number of people number of people saying that the conditions changed uh, uh, from. It is Sunday. Uh, it was like you say, a bit softer on Friday, maybe a little slower, and that everyone was really uh, surprised at how much faster it was on Sunday. So we'll just kind of go through some of these results here. I mean, we had two Nart two one, Wout Van Art second, and Lawrence Sweet third. Um, my new friend Donna Sote got fifth, who podiumed on Friday during the C two. We're oh. pals now. We talked a bit. Uh, he follows me on Instagram, so it's all good. Um, I guess you. I guess you guys must be friends because you're pronouncing his name Donna Sote as opposed to Dan Sota. Uh, so did you get some? Did you get a little intel on uh, proper pronunciation of that? Is it I think, Donna? I think it's, it's 
Probably not actually Donna. <laughs> I think it's it's just Don. Don Sote. Okay. Um, but he, I, I saw him. I, I spoke after the race. He was. He said that he crashed. Uh, otherwise, he, he was pretty confident that he would have been up there in the top three. Um, one of the cool things, though, about having the women's race uh, second was the fact that if you see one of the photos I posted is Don Sote and um, let's see, Michael Boros watching the women's race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All kitted up still. Yeah. Pretty, in their pretty kids. Cool. And uh, you, you could see Michael Boros was uh, cheering on his fellow Czech, um, Katarina Nash. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Very cool. So top ranked American was Carrie Warner, um, right, in, right in front of Curtis White. Um, then we had Cody Kaiser, Jamie Driscoll, Anthony Clark, uh, then a bunch of guys, uh, Alan Krugoff, 31st. Um, yeah, Hyde DNF'd. Guess he crashed. I missed that. He, I just missed the whole thing, but I guess he crashed pretty hard, hit the ground and thought he broke things, but it sounds like nothing's broken like he's clear, like he's okay, but yeah. I mean, I think he had a pretty hard hit. So, uh, shame to see that because he didn't ride on Friday. So, really, haven't got to see him race. I mean, he he got he got a good start. He said he was, you know, looked like he was feeling pretty well from the gun. But I guess that that crash happened at the first kind of off camber section on lap one. Somebody went down in front of him, and and he. Uh, uh, went over his bars and landed on his shoulder early, early, early in the race. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, we really didn't kind of get to see, you know, how he was looking. Great photograph of him being tended to by a medic who's got a beer in his hand. Do you see that photo on Instagram? Yeah, no, I did. I guess that was a off-duty medic who yeah. just happened to be right, right place, right time. Just a short addendum to add that Stephen Hyde broke his sternum and is out indefinitely. Yeah, well, let's move on to the women's race because that was phenomenal. Yeah, and the yeah. Uh, the feature event. The feature event. Um, yeah, uh, Marion Voss and Ellen Noble, epic battle. I mean, almost from the gun. Um, and a pretty good battle for third. Um, unfortunate incident where Katie Compton had to stop and wrestle her tire back on. Great video of that too. Oh my god! Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty crazy. Uh, there was a pretty good tweet that uh, Mr. Katie Compton, Mark Led Leg, put out. It was something along the lines that last time I rolled a tire was 35 years ago. So, you know, I'm sure he's pretty myth that that happened. But yeah, instead of running to the pit, she sat there and wrestled it back on her bike. Um, I'm not sure if she thought that the pit was too far at that point, and it'd be a lot easier to spend the time putting, trying to put it back on and then ride, or I don't know. Interesting situation. I, w- I wonder if uh, Mr. Katie Compton, Mark Legg, was the one who had glued that tubular up for her. I guarantee he oh. was. Yeah, 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 no, most definitely. I think that was the point of the tweet, is that... Is that he hasn't had a tire roll off a tube with a wheelie he's glued in 35 years. And Oh, yeah. oh I, I understand. I misunderstood the tweet. I thought you were saying the last time he had personally rolled a tire um, on a bike he was riding. You're saying last time that he had understood. Got it now. 
Yeah. I think I think he takes ownership over that. If you know, he's like if 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 it rolls, you know, he rolled it. Um, but yeah, so Ellen Noble, Marion Voss, quite a quite an amazing uh, race the entire time. I mean, you could feel the excitement just on on the grounds. Uh, you know, because we're we're at Trek. She's riding for Trek. Last year she got third. You know, it was like, could she win it this year? Um, and man, when they were coming through the back wooded sections with people, were you know, there's so many people were staying there, and I'm snapping pics, and it was just palpable how excited everybody was. Uh, it was a really cool situation. I mean, obviously, like, you know, Marion Voss. I thought it was clear the from the start of the race um, that uh, Marion Voss and Ellen Noble appeared to be the two. Uh, who wanted it the most they went out they established a lead almost right away and and never looked like they were in danger of of letting it go Mm. they seemed to grab the race uh by the scruff of the neck and 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 just bend it bend it to their will and it was really always clear that it was even as the even as the chase group was uh, at times within camera shot of of them it it never it always seemed clear at least to me from watching it the that the energy was 100% behind them and that that race was going to be decided by them uh, between them I should say yeah and uh, boy what what a uh, what a race between the two of them I mean connect the whole time until literally uh, 200 yards before the finish line yeah, well, I mean, they both got a phenomenal start, but uh, Ellen Noble had a, a bit of a gap on everybody um, on that first lap and was kind of, it looked to me like she was looking back saying, is, is anybody going to come with me? Is going to some, you know, like, yeah. am I, I going to have to go alone on this thing? Um, but then, if, you know, Voss came up to her and, uh, yeah, just uh, quite quite a duo, uh, really great battle between them, some great moments. Uh, there was that uphill section through the woods, that kind of like power uphill section around that tree. There was like two lines. They were taking kind of the, the lower uh, line um, around the left-hand side of the tree. And, uh, you know, the Noble making making a move, passing boss, uh, Voss, you know, going going up there. There was oh, some, yeah. some great back and forth. Shoulder. Oh, man. Whew, that was good. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Ellen uh, looked a lot better on the uh, the Sager Fredo run up as well. She she looked really really strong uh, uh, running off the bike, shouldering the bike up that that steep uh, that steep run up. Oh yeah, she was looked, super fast. Um, also, she also what? looked better on that downhill off camber, you know, sort of back and forth section um, until the last lap when Marianne Voss got her, went in front of her. And, and took it. Yeah, right. well, that was on the, on the uphill part of that. that well, it was after that, right? Yeah, but she had yeah. the she had the lead up there, lead from there, and then just over the top of there, just put down a blistering attack. And that, and I think Ellen Noble had nothing left to answer it at that point. From from looking at it on the feed, that's how it looked, um, because because Voss just basically opened up her final sprint right there, and and got the gap. Yeah, one one thing we have not mentioned is that uh, uh, obviously we all saw it when we watched the race. Ellen Noble had a, a as she tried to bunny hop the barriers, maybe four or five laps into the race, uh, or excuse me, maybe the fourth lap of the race. And uh, lucky for her, 
that when she crashed, uh, bunny hopping the barriers, that she essentially pinned Voss behind her so that Voss had to stop and wait for her as well. So even though even though uh, Noble crashed, she still came out of the barriers ahead of Voss. Race could have really changed there if uh, Voss had had a clean line through behind her and mm-hmm. uh, and 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 hadn't had to wait up for her, uh, after that crash. Yeah, that was a that was a pretty uh, insane moment, and I'm I'm so sorry that I was not there at the barriers to snap a pic. Uh, a few of the photographers did, um, but yeah, yeah, like I said, perfectly. If you're gonna crash, crash in front of your competitor. Yeah. And we've seen Ellen Noble do this twice where this this year where she's she's crashed, but she's been super graceful in that crash and been able to get back on the bike like so quick. Um, I don't know where she gets that ninja training from, but uh, she's doing good. Well, we we were uh, asking earlier whether Voss was stepping through or whether she was stepping around as she uh, dismounted to run those barriers. I will say this. It was pretty clear. uh, Usually the bunny hop is the quicker way through the barriers, but Voss is so... Dang it. Lost you, T. Ellen, no bunny hopping them, staying on her bike, so... Yeah, I think, you know, run the barriers after she crashed. Uh, and I think that paid off for her in the long run, honestly, on, at this at this course. Yeah, I think if that had been a straight shot to those barriers, then Voss probably would have just rocketed through them much more than than uh, Ellen did bunny hopping. But because there was that turn, you are scrubbing speed anyway. Um, but there's also like, you know, maybe you save a few seconds dismounting. First bunny hopping, but bunny hopping, maybe it's easier on your body, like as opposed to running where your heart rate, you know, those two, three steps uh, running the barriers, your heart rate goes up a little bit. So, yeah, but you, like you said, yeah, she, once she crashed, she just, uh, she ran them after that. So, yeah, you know what, guys, I went to the press conference after the race and I recorded some audio. So let's hear what uh, Mariana Voss and then Ellen Noble has to say about racing each other. Yeah, it was uh, very exciting. Uh, it was very hard, I have to say. I, mean, I think for the spectators, it was exciting. For me, it was hard. Um, but um, yeah, of course, it's it's fantastic to have a race like this. It's always good to have a competition like this and to have to dig deep until the finish. And then it gives a lot of satisfaction to yeah to be able then to win. But um, Alan g- gave me a lot of competition and maybe she was stronger during the race because I really had to hang in and try to, to keep in the wheel. Um, but um, yeah, I've known her of course already for uh, over the last years and um, yeah, it's uh, it's one to uh, to keep an eye on. I mean, uh, it's not that uh, that it's easy to, uh, to, uh, to beat her uh, and uh, especially today at uh, really troubles to uh, to make it and um, yeah I'm very happy but um, yeah she uh, she made it uh, difficult holy crap <laughs> uh, yeah I was just um, well I don't know I kind of threw caution to the wind a little bit today I spent a lot of last season trying to I think force myself into being a different racer than I am I think I've tried to play it I tried to play it super conservatively last year and I've 
I sort of paid the price because I would just get swarmed at the start. So today I really just went out there and I w I've been feeling so motivated and so hungry to really just fight. And I, I feel like I finally like found that kill that I needed to, to be a competitive racer. So I really kind of like unleashed that I think today. Um, and so, yeah, maybe strategically I didn't play my cards um, perfectly or how, how someone would, would have wanted me to coaching from the sidelines, but, uh, or like, you know, from home or whatever, but I, I just really wanted to leave it all out there. And then of course, when you look back and see, uh, Voss on your wheel and <laughs> no one else behind you, there's kind of that like, uh, <laughs> okay moment. So I just kind of had to keep going and I knew that, um, you know, I knew that if we sat up for too long, then we were going to get caught by a really scary chase group of three riders that, you know, were, were really threatening to pull us back. So I just had to keep kind of going on the last lap. I really just said, F it and just kind of went all in. And I knew that I kind of had to, yeah, I had to be willing to lose the race to win it. And on this day, I came up short, but this is still like a really, really, really exciting uh, result for me. And to do it at such a significant race at the factory of the um, of the brand that supported me so well, it makes it even more even more meaningful. Um, but yeah, it was mostly just kind of uh, trying to balance that like, okay, you gotta try to beat her, but also like, okay, yeah, this is boss. Um, <laughs> balancing those two things was was a little <laughs> was a little hard out there, <laughs> to be to be honest. <laughs> awesome opportunity uh, that I was able to go to the press conference uh, and and get some of that sound, but I actually was not thinking about doing that. Um, I was in the media room after the race with all the photographers. And everybody's like, you know, downloading their photos, trying to, you know, send them off to clients. I don't have any clients yet, guys. Um, but trying to put, I wanted to post that photo of Voss putting a foot down um, as fast as I could. So I'm sitting there, you know, editing real quickly. And, and the Trek guys come in and they're like, hey, we're doing a press conference. Like, please all come. And like, all the photographers, like, look at them. And they like look back at their their laptops, and I was like, "Hmm, oh, I should go." I was like, "I have all my audio equipment," and so I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'm gonna go." And so I ran, and uh, so and they had they had a, a malt box, so I could uh, plug in and record that audio. Very cool. And then I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm like a journalist now. I'm gonna ask some questions." And and uh, I sent you guys a message because I was kind of freaking out because I didn't even think about asking any questions, um, and. I got. I asked. I asked you guys when the last time that Marianne Voss had won a World Cup, because it seemed like it'd been a while. She kind of had a down year last year, but I wasn't for sure when the last time she won. And Townsend, you sent me back that she hadn't won since 2011. Yeah, that's right. You uh, you gave me 30 seconds to come up with that answer, <laughs> and uh, I did my best. Matt, I don't know where you were in all of this. Uh, I guess you were. I guess you were off, maybe you know, doing some yard work or tending to your kids or yeah, yeah, you know, sitting in a black box somewhere, not answering your social media. <laughs> um, but uh, thanks to no thanks to you. Oh, uh, whoa, gave, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, I'm, you can't make me responsible for your uh, fake news. You know, well, let, let me just let's just talk about the genesis of this real quick, because first off, yes, it, I was I was rushed. Bodie was, you know, saying basically I'm sitting in a press conference. What's the answer to this question? So I do what any good journalist would do in that situation is I Google last, you know, Mariana Voss last World Cup win. And I and I and I come across a page with all of her various Palmaris uh, and indeed the last listed win for her mm. 
which uh, next to uh, World Cup cyclocross, uh, is in 2011. The reason is uh, she has she won Namur twice since then in 2014 and 2016. But of course, in her list of palmares, the Namur World Cup World Cup uh, event is not listed as World Cup Namur. It's listed as Grand Prix. Eric Devlamic. Uh, uh, because okay. that is the that is the name that it is technically known by in uh, in uh, uh, Belgian racing. So uh, that is the genesis of my fake news: is that um, the the her World Cup wins were not listed as World Cup wins, but rather as first place in the Grand Prix. Niels uh, Eric Devlamic. So, Bodie, I, I apologize. I, I know that uh, she uh, put a hurting on you in that press conference when you asked that question and, and came back at you. And uh, what it, what you said? Are you gonna Are you gonna play the You gonna play the audio of that? Yeah. Let, let's let well. Let's listen to what uh, Marianne had to say. Yeah, we'll stay in uh, the U.S. That's true. Yeah, it's not because of the win now, but that was already planned. Um, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's of course great to start a cyclocross season like this. It's been a long time that I have started my season so early. Um, so I decided to uh, stop my road season in August and uh, switch to cyclocross and have an early start. Um, yeah, especially for those uh, World Cups and uh, the lead up to uh, the first, yeah, well, the first part of the, of the cyclocross and cross season. And, um, yeah, then of course I'm very happy that it goes so well because otherwise, yeah, that's uh, that's a tough decision to make. And then, uh, uh, yeah, then it's cool that uh, to take the first uh, to take the first win. Um, and uh, yeah, how long is it ago that I won a World Cup? Then it's not. I mean, it's not too long. Probably two years. One and a half. I was trying to look it up real fast. Sorry. It's. Uh, I think it's uh, like. Uh, yeah, it's one and a half year. Yeah, last last season was not so good. I uh, I admit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's skipping the road worlds. Um, so Townsend, I next time when I see uh, Marianne in uh, Iowa City, I will explain what happened. And 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 Bodie, in defense, um, the question that I had sent you to ask her was more related to the fact that she was skipping road worlds this year. And and for the first time in a long time, choosing to do a full season of cyclocross, and you know, the the question was, you know, why, why, why this year, you know, why the focus on cross now? Um, well, that's a good question, and uh, well, if she's on the podium again uh, next uh, this Saturday, I will ask that, um, and be looking out, guys, for my like hurried text you guys to give me questions for the winners of whoever wins on Saturday, all right? Well, well yeah, maybe we can do some pre-prep uh, this time. I was going to say, yeah, if you give me more than 30 seconds, I might be able to come up with the right answer. All right, well, this is your warning right now. So, speaking, speaking of that, then, uh, what what do we think? Who are our picks for uh, for next weekend, or this coming weekend, rather, in uh, at Jingle Cross? I mean... I think you got to say Marianne Voss, El Noble once again. Uh, they look super strong. I, I say those are those are like two really hard contenders. I, I you just really, I mean, Sonic Con tenth uh, mm. at Waterloo. 
We know she doesn't like the heat. It wasn't that warm, but well, she didn't you know, look. She didn't cold. look. She didn't look that great at Gerhardsbergen either. She did not look like she was really in form yet. It's a long season, right? And yep. uh, she's all about winning the world championships, which she did last year. So I, I don't want to count her out. I also don't want to count out Evie Richards, who had a really good race on Friday. And who was Evie my just pick? Has so much power, and so indeed, Evie yeah. was and my pick to win on Sunday, and she did. Evie did win on Sunday. She That's won true. the under twenty three race. You're right. Yep. Uh, Got to give a shout out to. Oh, actually, I was going to say the second highest ranked American, Sofia Gomez Villafañe. But I'm sorry, she's Argentinian. I believe mm. she might have dual citizenship. Uh, but eighth place for her, uh, that's a really strong ride. Uh, just in terms of looking at people and, and where they're coming in, that's a big jump, I think, in uh, her World Cup finishing position. So that's exciting. Um, I'm just kind of looking down the... Now, I the think her, her brother, Ben, I'm presuming she's a sister, right? Her brother, yeah, Ben, yeah. Uh, I think he races as an American. Uh, but yes. her, her other sister, uh, Carolina, is not racing this year. She's, um, I think she's going to Stanford. She's going to college. Um, I think she races as an Argentinian. Interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, let's see. I was just looking down. Not, not a good weekend for uh, Katie Keogh. No. This is her home race. Um, I don't. I haven't heard anything about being sick or not. Uh, I think actually, well, she was sick last weekend, um, but just you know, not firing on all cylinders uh, this weekend. Oh, and uh, looking down the list, Helen Wyman, twentieth place, uh, friend of a friend of the podcast. Although I did get to meet her, uh, and Matt, I asked her what her favorite flavor of crisp were and she said she didn't really like them uh, that, that doesn't but make any sense she says that she she preferred doritos oh <laughs> well, i mean doritos are crisp though right they are crisp uh, chips yeah they don't really class as a crisp no <laughs> <laughs> i think they're corn based aren't they they're not made with potatoes oh okay well yeah i mean i guess like chips is like a general term for fried thin potato slash corn things but i see your point mm. um but i also i got to meet helen uh i got to meet her husband and partner like uh stefan and he actually let me shoot photos of the bike and i'll be posting those photos pretty soon on the yeah you're right instagram sweet um obviously a, a beautiful kind human decorated with some some pretty cool flourishes um, she, she said that, you know, this is, this is not her weather, not her course. She just kind of knew, uh, it wasn't going to suit her. Yeah. Um, but she definitely likes it colder and wetter and, uh, probably with a bit more running too, right? Yeah, I think so. And today it rained, uh, in Madison and I think we're, you know, we're, the same weather band hit Iowa City, so conditions could look good. Look, uh, could look better for her 
for uh, the World Cup and Jim Cross uh, to kind of go back to, you know, picks. Matt, you know, Katie Compton started slow but was coming back, was in yep. that battle for third, and, and, and she rolled a tire. So she had allergies on Friday, but, I mean, she could be a, a good pick um, for Jingle Cross. Yeah, you guys also have to keep in mind in, in Iowa, um, I mean, you've got uh, you've got the big climb, mm-hmm. and that's a, um, you know, that really separates. And uh, a, a woman who who has the kind of uh, power that Katie Compton has uh, up those hills. I mean, obviously, she's not a you know climber per se. She's you know big big strong athlete, but it's that sort of punchy that that punchy. Oh, we're going to be a, a difference maker. Uh, yeah, it could be. We lost you there for a second, Tanza, but I think we got the gist. Uh, yeah, I'm still going to go with my pick for this week um, or this last week, uh, who uh, was fifth overall. Um, sorry, no, not fifth overall, fourth overall, but won the U23. I'm going to go with Evie Richards again for the women's race. Um, I think she can, you know, we've seen that she can handle up hills with her Namur win last year. And uh, especially if it's a little bit muddier, I think that would favor her as well. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Katie Compton in the women's race. And I'm going to pick Bodie's new Donna race, just for the heck of it. Uh, I I think, was that Don Sote? Is that what, what you just said? Yes, Bodie's new best friend, Dan mm. Soter. Okay. I'll ask Dan Soter how he pronounced it properly coming up. Okay. Maybe we can I get, get him. Maybe you can record him telling you his, how to pronounce his name. Oh, my gosh. That's a good idea. Okay. Mm. All right. Oh, if you could actually get every all of the Belgian and Dutch writers to pronounce their names for you, uh, no pressure, while you're taking pictures. Yeah. 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 No pressure. <laughs> I gotta enlist uh, Emily to uh, get her get her immediate badge. She can run around while I'm taking photos, uh, recording sound bites. Well, has she run out of zaps to uh, to give the pros? Actually, I'm gl- I'm glad you brought that up, Matt. Uh, we have two bags of chips left. One mm. bag of zaps and one bag of wrap snacks. Oh, uh, which which flavor of wrap snacks do you have? Well, Louisiana, the little boozy. Oh yeah. We actually were saving those for Jay Pow, hoping that he uh, get over whatever illness he has and can make it out to Jingle Cross. Um, and I think we have one small bag of crock haters left uh, okay so yeah you in case anybody hasn't seen on my facebook page we were in kenner getting gas and we were looking at all the we we had brought bags of zaps for emily's family and i was standing there and we were checking out looking at all the wrap snacks and the, and the little bags of zaps and i was like man how cool would it be if we brought these and gave them out to european racers or just other pros in general. And we're like, let's do it. So we grabbed a bunch. And on Saturday, um, Saturday was mostly amateur racing. I mean, it's actually all amateur racing. So, but the pros are all around. They were, there was a, a certain time of the day where they can inspect the course. So we thought that'd be a good time to sort of try and meet some pros, rub a little elbows. And we headed out with a bag of chips and we're, we were, 
as we're was we're um, talking to Zach Schuster from CX Magazine, mm. we see Wow coming across the parking lot with his little like roller bag, and we're like, "Excuse me!" And so we both sort of run towards Wow, and he's like, "Oh, hey!" Kind of smiling at us. Um, and Emily pulls out the bags and is like, "We brought chips from New Orleans. Please take one." And uh, Wow picked Voodoo, and he seemed pretty into it. Like he thought it was of a cool thing also wow see wow is a lot taller in real life i want to say he's like your height matt i think he's a little i think i think he's around like six one or two something like that um yeah he was uh he's a tall guy yeah he's a pretty tall dude he was into it and then we ran into uh ellen noble we were walking and ellen noble was coming right at us and we're like well we got to give some to ellen noble and so she took, I think she took the Cajun dill. Mm, and okay. I happened to be wearing my Bunny Hop the Patriarchy t-shirt. And she said, cool t-shirt. Mm. Um, so that was pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah. And then we lurked around and I found out that Helen didn't like chips. So I didn't give any chips to Helen. Yeah, very disappointed um, to hear that. <laughs> but then we were kind of lurking around where sauna was and i was like about to take some photos of her, of her bike and her tires checking them out and she popped out and we like ran up and it was a bit awkward she kind of was like who are these people and why are they <laughs> going to give me fried foods yeah uh, i don't know that maybe it was a little bit of a language thing i don't know if she's like super confident in her english um but we we gave her i think she took the voodoo also Mm. So I hope that she didn't eat those and that caused her problems on Sunday. So uh, Voodoo is the world champion's choice then. Yeah. Yeah. Both? Yeah, exactly. Well, if you can, Bodhi, this weekend, if you can find out if Evie, uh, what Evie Richards' favorite flavor of crisps is. Um, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, Do we? Picks for the men's race, Jingle Cross? Picks for the men's race. Well, hmm. Uh, you know what? I mean, as, as part of that, um, and Townsend with his uh, phenomenal pick from last week, and he mentioned, uh, you know who Toon looks like right now? And this was towards the end of the race. And uh, we both kind of said, you know, answered at the same time. He looks like MVDP right now, the way he's riding. And he was <laughs> riding with such smoothness and such confidence. And then he pulled out the biggest MVDP move in the world with that clearing the flyover and whipping it over the top, uh, which was pretty awesome. So it would be hard not to go for him with the kind of momentum he's probably feeling right now. I agree. Uh, but I feel like, wow, it's going to have a little bit of fire in him. Mm. Okay. Uh, and he's going to want to, you know, make good for his sponsors away. <laughs> yeah. I lo- he's like he's like Ricky Bobby right now, isn't he? He's got his own name on his, on his jersey. Yeah. <laughs> so... I, you know, funny, speaking of that and his kit, um, I was out, out on Saturday, I was out, and I was talking to Sarah Walker from Birmingham, um, and and we were talking to the media guy from Trek, 
And all of a sudden he was like, oh my God, you guys have to get a photo of that. That's what you want. And we look up and it was the first time WoW had showed up in his new kit, which is essentially just a blank white kit with the World Cup stripes and, and sorry, the World Champion stripes and then a W with like a cyclist in the middle and then VA. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's, there's no sponsor logos. And so we like immediately were snapping photos and, and, uh, and taking photos of their phones so we could upload them. Um, yeah. And then everybody was like, did you see the new kits? Um, I, 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 I want to know what's going to happen in this week. Like, is he going to, so he was riding Steven's bike um, yeah, so I think he still has Stevens, but he couldn't ride the old ones because they, which were also Stevens, because they belonged to the team. So they took those bikes back, and he had to get new ones built up. So then it didn't. Did I read somewhere that like he had a bunch of mechanics that were here that all had to leave too? Yep. So his old team mechanics, um, he couldn't work with those guys. I think. I have a feeling that um, the SRAM guys will have uh, helped him out. I, I know. Uh-huh. <coughs> I'm sure they. I know they showed up with uh, all new equipment for him. Um, you know, SRAM and Zip are his sponsors. The, the word I heard was that he had to set up all five of his bikes, yep. new bikes, the Stevens bikes that he's now riding um, after he left the team. That he had to set all those bikes up over the course of the you know, the day or day and a half before the race on Sunday. Yeah, I think they are, you know, I think, yeah, like sort of like Thursday to Saturday, they were they were frantically setting up all his new bikes. And did you also notice that, I guess because, thankfully, he doesn't have to wear that hideous Suomi helmet anymore, which has oh, to be one of, the, one of the worst. Uh, yeah. He was, uh, Bontrager, I guess, painted up a helmet for him and gave him one while he was, you know, while he was there yeah i i definitely feel like trek wants to like they want i mean they, they he right he wears bontrego shoes right and he did last year i think that started last year um i just have a feeling that they would like to sponsor him in in more ways i'm, I'm curious to see oh, how sure it all plays out yeah um but yeah, speaking of Trek, uh, speaking of sponsors, I mean, Sven Nice was there, uh, obviously. Um, he was pretty pumped. I got some good photos of him sort of, you know, sort of last year, like I had him too, where he was, you know, on the sidelines, yelling instructions, and then debriefing after the finish line, and then giving Toon a big hug. And Matt, you sent a video of Sven posting an Instagram fo- a video of Tunart's doing that tail whip on the very last lap, and guess who was standing right next to Sven? It was me. I was literally, he walked up literally right next to me as we were waiting to get to the finish line area, and he's filming, and all the, and the lens I have on my body is a 70 to 200, and I'm like, son of a, mm. if I just had a wide angle lens, I could have just popped it up and got a shot of Sven shooting the video. Um, I don't know. But that was just a cool moment to be right there. Then yeah. some fan comes over and tries to take a selfie while Sven is trying to shoot that video. Um, yeah. A lot of Tim Johnson sightings. Yeah. Very non-street. He's kind of lurking around, hanging out at the secret bar, the sidelines. You're like, oh, there's Tim Johnson. Uh, Sven. Sven was there. Ev- no, Sven. Uh, Jens was everywhere. Yeah. Emily Batty was hanging around. 
yeah. I, I witnessed her like jump on, I think Evie or Alan Noble's bike, like for the first time, and they were telling her how to shift. Interesting. Um, She's not used to riding a road bicycle or road shifters. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she rides Shimano mm. on her road bike, and this is or whatever they use. Right. Maybe it was different. I don't know. Um, and I think she jumped into the Legends race. Um, yeah. I think Sven beat the cow this year. Mm. Overall, super awesome. I said this last year. I'll say it again. It is a good event to go to. You got the 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 Trek Cup on Friday, Saturday amateur races. Sunday is a freaking World Cup. It's a cool venue. It's right next to the factory. They have factory tours. A lot of, you know, like I said, a lot of other pros are there. Um, if you can pick one to go, I, I would choose this. You know, I'm going to go to Jingle Cross next, and we'll see how that is. But um, just just a really good time. So much fun. Oh, yeah. also, and I ran into the uh, Bike Shop CX guys. Saw their van. Mm. Uh, gave, gave Scott Diedenbach a bag of crotator chips. Uh, he was into them. Tried to give Bill from CX Hairs a bag, but he 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 pleasantly said no. He said I'm just trying to you know watch his figure. Um, so that was fun. I, and I, I took photos of those guys. Man, their podcast setup is pretty impressive, guys. We okay. need to invest in a new mixer. I think. Hmm. Okay. Well, we can talk about that. Off the path. Um, <laughs> I've just seen that uh, Townsend is, uh, due to technical issues <laughs> as we speak, uh, is telling us to finish it out. So between the two, okay, awesome stuff, Cross. I've got about 10 minutes before i got to get downstairs. Uh, okay. Something, another small event uh, started this, uh, this last weekend, the World Championships, in, the Road World Championships right. in Innsbruck. Uh, but so no road racing. No road racing. No, well, the, I mean the road championship started, but it's all been but time there was trial. No... <clears throat> yeah, yeah, all time trialing so far. So we had the last ever trade team time trial on Sunday. Women's was won by Canyon SRAM again. You know that was unusual because the hot favorites would have been uh, last year's winners, uh, Sunweb and uh, Bowles Dolmans, who've uh, been pretty dominant, but. Uh, Great win for Canyon SRAM. Bit of a surprise for everybody there. Men's race, also a little bit of a surprise, um, not too much, was uh, Quick Step. Uh, that, that, you know. that was surprising to me. I mean, I, I, I didn't realize that they won the team time trial a bunch. Mm -hmm. Immediately in my head, when I think of team time trial, I think of BMC, I think of Sunweb. So Yeah, but they've, been up, they've won it before, so, you know, it's not... A massive surprise, but uh, they were they were dominant. They they really smashed it. Um, you know, uh, it was a tight race between sort of two, three, and and you know two and three, and then to, and then fourth was uh, Sky. So it was, I think it was uh, Quickstep, BMC, Sunweb was the, or maybe BMC Sunweb were the other way around. But they were within like a second or two of each other. Um, so. That was, oh, and also Phil Gill won a road race on the same day on his first race back. So that was win number 764 for the year. For uh, I don't for understand how he's, how he's racing his bike yet. I mean, but, I know. he broke his kneecap in, in July. Yeah. It's September. I know. It's crazy. What? Not These just racing, like, but, but winning. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal. So, I mean, other, um, you know, I know other highlights or whatever, uh, six, uh, not 16, 18-year-old Remco Evenepoel of, uh, of Belgium won the junior men's time trial and smashed everybody. And apparently, I mean, I was just looking up his Palmares for the year. He, there's barely a race he didn't win. Um, and guess where he's going? Uh, for next season. Sky? Sky? Nope. Not Sky. Uh, Lotto Jumbo? No. Close. A lot closer. Red Lotto? Closer. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Quick step. I don't know. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Uh, so he's going, he's going, he's not going pro Conti, he's going straight to, straight to the World Tour. Um, 18 years old. So kind of the new, they're calling him the new Eddie Merckx already, of course, because they will. Uh, what's, what's this guy's name again? Remco Evenepoel. Yeah. And he just won the U23? No, the U, no, he won the junior, the U19. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, U23 was won by last year's winner, um, who is a Hagen's Berman rider? Uh, forgetting his name now. Uh, Mikkel Björg. Mikkel Björg. So, uh, yep, he he followed up from last year. Also, following up from last year, they had the women's uh, time trial this morning. That was basically if you're if you didn't have Van in your name, you weren't getting on the podium. Uh, yeah. Annemiek van Vluten, Anna van der Breggen, and Ellen van Dyke. It was a Dutch trio, um, pretty phenomenal. Van der Breggen, I think, was pretty upset not to not to win this year. Um, all Dutch games. Hmm. Yep, all Dutch podium. So Leah is in fifth place, though. Amber Nieben. Amber uh, Nieben, yeah. Seven. Phenomenal. Who's won it before? Yep. Yeah, uh, and I think she'll. Um, I think she's still planning on uh, on going to the next Olympics, you know. And why not? Uh, so, you know, you'd have to say that looking at Van Vleuten, there's a very, she has a very good possibility of doing the time trial roads double. Uh, in the she's obviously in phenomenal form, and this is a course that would absolutely suit her. So she's my women's pick. For the road race. So, wait, who won the men's time trial? That is tomorrow morning. So, oh. um, still going on, huh? Yep, yeah, still going on. And I think there's an I think there's a, a couple of potential double picks there that could win the time trial and the road race. Um, I, I would say uh, Roglic is certainly one of them. He's, he's, okay. definitely, he's definitely in with a shot. And your favorite, yours and mine, and everybody's favorite um, bike racist, Gianni Moscon. Oof. I know. Yeah. Because he's, he, back. he's back. He's been winning races. And uh, not only that, but Nibali says he's riding for Moscon in the road race. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, big news, Port not racing worlds. <laughs> big news, Richie Port will not be winning uh, a race. Yep. Big, 
big news, Port will not be racing his bike again. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, but but because of that, um, I guess there was a little bit. Um, Michael Matthews was upset that he didn't get a sign up, but uh, I mean, you'd have to. I mean, it, it would seem questionable that the, the the sort of the extremity of of this course uh, for him. But I mean, who knows? I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Greg Van Avermaet's going to be up there, isn't he? So, what are your your picks for the road race? I've said I'm I'm going Annemiek Van Vleuten. And then for the men, I'm going to say, well, I hate to say it, uh, I'm going to say Moscon. No, I'm not. I'm going to say Kwiatkowski again. That's what I'm going to say. Oh, man, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, I've been saying that my pick's been Sagan for a month now. Um, he's probably not going to win it. Mm. And uh, I don't want to pick Moscon, so I'm going to pick Rojlik. Okay, all right. That's my and, pick. And uh, the women, I, I, uh, God, I feel like Van Vluten. Yeah, she's 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 hecka strong, man. She's gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess we should uh, wrap up this uh, episode sixty. Yeah. Sort of a uh, interesting format. We'll see how this <laughs> works out when we drop it in the. Uh, the interview bites. Um, Matt, why don't you uh, sign us out? Start it out. Uh, this is uh, Sachirio um, signing off from Houston. <laughs> and this is the Bodhi Bodhi saying, once again, please leave us any questions, comments, concerns at yayride at gmail.com. Um, check us out on Instagram at yeah you ride also on facebook at yeah you ride featuring all sorts of fun photos from uh world cup waterloo and soon to be world cup jingle cross um this is this is buddy buddy from madison saying good night and give me another spotted cow beer I mean, Matt. I think that I think that Bodie and I should just let you talk about worlds, since you're the only person that likes time trials. <laughs> <laughs>